Live from the Are We Pretty Studios. We bring to you all the tea from War of the Roses All-Stars. Whether you're a fan of war or living under a rock, this review is for you. Each week, we go over exactly what happened at Bella Duval's War of the Roses, only at Atomic Rose in Memphis, Tennessee. So get ready to get into it. This is the War of the Roses review. All right, everyone, welcome to our special edition moment here for Are We Pretty, where we, this is strictly all about War of the Roses. We had to do this uh, because honestly, we could spend hours talking about this and our other episodes were becoming a little too long to do the reviews. So we decided to do an offshoot. Uh, Miami, how do you feel about this moment for us? I am so excited about this. Listen, I love War of the Roses. It's one of my favorite things happening right now. And I honestly, I agree with you. I feel like we can talk about it for hours. And today is no exception. We are going to be talking about the second episode, which still has all nine of the contestants in it. No one went home the first week, as we know. So we're really going to just break this down. We're going to give our honest opinions. We're going to give our dooms and blooms. And today we have a very special guest. She appeared on both the first and second episode of War of the Roses. And we are going to go ahead and welcome her out. Annalie, who are we talking to today? Today we are talking to my official Rose sister, Miss Patty O'Furniture. Hi, everybody. Hi, Patty. Welcome back. By the way, Patty did a episode with us that will come out in the far future. Um, but uh, how does it feel to be back at, at our amazing studio, Patty? I actually like this. I love this idea. <laughs> I feel honored to be the first one in a sad way, but... <laughs> No, stop it. My heart, my heart keeps breaking. Uh, my heart is broken. Just wait. You just wait. <laughs> we're gonna dive in. We're diving into it, bitch. Wait, we're gonna get into it. Yeah, we're gonna get into it. We are gonna dive into it. This this y'all listen, this is gonna be a very, very um, interesting important yeah. episode to dive into. And I think it will set the whole tone of this competition. Dude. I'm so excited for this. No. Uh, because you know, I like to stir the pot. So speaking of pot, we are going to go ahead and dive into this big pot of shit, Um, starting with uh, how we felt about this week. Let's let's kind of talk about what uh, was expected from the contestants this week. So what was the challenge? Yeah, the 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 official title of this week was the second chance ball. So it was really an opportunity for us to kind of relive some moments from War of the Roses. Um, And I was super excited going into this one. Um, I was a little, personally, I was a little bit nervous because uh, I think we said this on the pod, but in the, in the first episode, I had gotten the lowest score in, in the runway, which I was, sh- I was very hurt and shocked. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was a little bit worried for this runway, um, but, you know, I had the second chance and uh, I, we were here for it. Patty, how were you? What was your emotions like? What was on your mind? What was happening for you going into the second week? Uh, going into the second week, first week, I was really shocked that I was even in the bottom. Uh, I can understand that I probably would have been safe or, you know, but in the very bottom. The ones in my mindset that I thought were going to be in the bottom were very close to the bottom. And, um, but I can say when I went back to watch me being a, 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 having a degree in voice, 
me having a master's in music and a theater background, I could not, I was appalled by watching my own performance. Why? Because I knew going in that the key was too low for me. And when it started playing over the sound system, it even changed the whole ball game. So I was thrown off the whole time. But theater world is the show must go on. Uh, Going into the second week, I really, really was excited and really ready to go in uh, because I was taking a song and I was going to camp that booger up as much as I could. But I still felt I entertained the audience and I would not have been in the bottom two. I feel I was low or safe, but not in the bottom two. Yeah, you are always very entertaining. And actually, the first week, that's something that Miami and I talked about was like there were three people who did, um, you know, vocals. And to me, yours was 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 at the top of the three because of the way that you interact with the audience. You're so good at engaging with them. And it's definitely like such a strong suit of yours. Um, Miami, I'm curious to know from you as the judge, what were you expecting for this week? And did it go down the way you thought? Yeah, I was expecting everyone to, because, you know, the main point of a redemption moment, this whole episode was about coming back and redoing, you know, uh, both a challenge moment and a runway moment. So I was just expecting everything to be elevated. I wanted to see these moments at an all-star level. And I honestly think the majority of people did do that. And uh, we'll, I mean, we're about to dive into it and talk about exactly how we feel. Um, All right, let's get into the performances. Now, Miami, you're going to take control over this because you are the judge and you actually saw all of these. I think, Patty, you mentioned that you saw these too. I got to see a few. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did not watch everyone, um, but I did see a couple of the girls. But anyway, uh, Miami, take us away. Sure. DJ, hit the music. So uh, today we also, okay, so the order of the girls, it's the exact same order as last week. We started off with Luna Luella. And she came out and did a performance to This Is Me. It was a very emotional week for Luna. I could tell she was very, uh, very much channeling her emotions in this performance. She had um, a really long intro to this, which at first I I don't mind. Here's the thing. I don't mind a long intro, Um, but I wish she would have been like out there just like on the stage. It was she wasn't out for I feel like over a minute and it did kind of hinder her uh, performance in my opinion. I just, I think it was too long of an intro. If you're going to do something like that, you have to be doing something on the stage. So that was, that was one of the issues for me with this number. Um, Also, she had on the same look that was in her promo image, which this was a repeating thing that happened on this night. And it wasn't just for Luna. There were multiple people that did it. Um, which I think was a choice. I I think I would have probably wore something different because this is All-Stars. We are expecting a lot. And if you're going to wear an item that we've seen before, it has to be worn in a different way. So I wouldn't be like, the first thing in my mind shouldn't be, I feel like I've seen this before at a bar, Um, which is exactly how I felt. I'm going to give this a soft bloom. I didn't hate the number. I think the number was clean. It was was a good number. I would have tipped it had it been like a normal drag show. I wasn't judging. Um, but it was definitely a soft bloom for me. Oh shit, where's the sound effect? I forgot which one. <laughs> um, so I did not see this one, but I did hear and I heard the concept and I didn't realize that Luna was not out on stage for that entire intro. And I definitely could see how as an audience member, like so, as a patron, like wanting to watch a drag show that 
not seeing drag while a drag performance is supposed to be happening is, uh, you know, can be a little dry and a little boring, especially if it's a long intro. And that was a very, very long intro. Um, maybe had she like pretended that she was writing in her diary or something, you know, she could have done something with that, but I am going to give this a bloom simply for the fact that I think anytime that someone like goes emotional and vulnerable and like tells a story about who they are, to me, that's always really powerful and impactful, though the visual of it sounds like it could have been um, a little bit stronger. Um, but I think she looked really pretty. And yes, she was wearing what she wore in the promo. But I think, um, you know, the gown, the rainbow and the fact that she was looking like the promo is very this is me and so for that i'll give it a bloom i wish i would have seen it i can't wait to yeah i can't wait to see the videos we'll we'll see if i'm singing the same tune when the videos come out and uh for me of course you know that was my song of choice that uh, exclusive tea we have an exclusive oh, moment we, oh we yeah. know we that was know. my song of choice that i wanted you know we're getting all the way down to the bottom i was willing to pay 100 bucks to do it can i tell you what i was going to do with it maybe you could like this idea is that okay i'm going to tell you what i'm going to do with it Sure. Yeah. I well, actually had audience members. My family was there, and they were all going to come up at certain different times while I'm singing the song. They were going to come up at different times and stand with a sign, "My Dad," and then it says, "My Mom." He's my son. You know, labeling. Uh, then I was going to. There was going to be a picture up behind me of just one silhouette. It will say, uh, "An educator." It will have a picture of me, you know, me graduating and the educator. It would also have my uh, son's girlfriend's daughter have a picture. She'll hold a sign up and in her little picture up there, it'd say my papa bear, you know, and then there would be six people on across there, you know, like somebody said, well, my best friend. They all had posters that was going to be decorated. And by the end of it, when I would say, this is me, they were going to turn it around and it was all going to spell out Patty. But I did find interest you know, and what was being said, but then I was turned off and I was already done because you made your point through your dialogue at the beginning. If you already made your point, why do I need to hear the song? So for me, I don't, mm -mm. and I do believe that's the reason why my score was higher than hers and she was on the bottom. There needed to be something, there was dead space. You know, if you're gonna have an intro, there really was dead space at the beginning of that. Cause everybody's gonna be looking around. Okay, this has started. Where's our performer? What's happening? Right, and then the words that you're saying are going to get lost because everybody's looking for you rather than listening to yeah, the words. Yeah, they're distracted by where is she, and they're not really hearing what she has to say. Because I got choked up. In all honesty, I got choked up when I heard it coming on, and I went outside because. It, or there's a trigger. It just triggered some things in my mind saying, gosh, you know, we're all going through these things together. And I emotionally had to step out and then come back in. So, but that, that's a good, a good point, but I still, you know. <laughs> Miami, how did you feel about this? I already okay. talked about it. All right, go ahead. Oh, Speaking you did, of, you did, you did, I forgot. Speaking of uh, talking about things, we are going to move on to the next diva which was LaMixie. LaMixie came out and did a redo of 100% Pure Love. Now, this song is so iconic within the drag world. I feel like it's such a dancey moment. And uh -huh. honestly, compared to last week, I think LaMixie did 
a really good job at elevating her Vogue. I thought that the number was really cute. And uh, honestly, like overall, I would say most of the performances had uh, higher scores than last week. I think that a lot of people really stepped it up because they saw like, oh shit, we really have to like bring it. And I think Lamixie's no exception to that. I think she really pushed herself and I wasn't mad at the number. I thought she did a good job. So it's definitely a bloom for me. Yeah, this is one of those that I'm definitely going to give a bloom to. I heard the crowd was living. Uh, I think LaMixie looked very beautiful and I've seen her perform. And so I just know in my heart that she was fun to watch. So I'll bloom it uh, again when the videos come out. I might be saying something different. Uh I watched her, you know, I watched the performance. I really thought her outfit was really nice. from what I could see, some of it was uh, lots of turning in circles, but then she really got into it. I mean, got down on the floor. You could tell that she was really throwing some energy in there to sell herself, to sell it. You know, I could, I didn't see too much lip syncing, but <laughs> she did. I mean, uh, I'll give it a bloom. I'll give a bloom from last week. Yeah. Wow, Patty wow. is not holding back. I, I love will it. not hold back. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, it's just my opinion, though, you know. Right. Today she is Maddie O Furniture, honey. Um, <laughs> so next up was Honey Blunt, and Honey came out and did Green Light by Lord. First of all, I want to say this number was very conceptual. This was a very thought out number. She had a lot. Yeah. Um, thought out in her mind as to how she wanted to portray this. So for those of y'all that don't know, she basically recreated the green light lip sync from her season with Zoe, literally to the point where it was the exact same lip sync. The only thing that changed was that Honey was wearing Zoe's outfit and then Zoe comes out in Honey's outfit and they're both lip syncing to the song for Honey's performance. I thought it was a choice to do this. I, I honestly was a little worried because Zoe is such a moment. And every time I see her on stage, my eyes just gravitate to her. And uh, I'm not saying Honey couldn't hold her own because Honey is an amazing lip syncer. But I do think it was a choice to put another competitor in your number when you're the one being judged for that and you're risking another girl stealing your spotlight. So it was definitely a choice for me, but I didn't hate the number. I thought it was really smart. And for those people who were at the show that are really big fans of war and who keep up with all of it, and who really worship the dolls, they would know that this was a huge moment in season two. I mean, this lip sync was probably the most iconic lip sync that happened the entire time. It was so iconic. It was so intense. And I'm really glad we got to see it again. So it's definitely a bloom for me. I just, my one thing, oh, let me hit the My one thing that I will say to Honey, and Honey, if you're listening, I really want you to go all the way. I want you to fucking push it. I want you to push it, bitch. I need you to push it like a woman in labor. What did y'all think about this? I really like the look that they said, well, she's got on her outfit, because I don't know that story. Evidently, I must have missed that lip sync, but I was there at every episode during season two. I don't know how I missed that, but I do like the idea how she portrayed another character. Was this a nice? It could have been. <laughs> I think it was. Come out, 
Is that the night she come out uh, with a chicken face on? Wait, no, I don't. Know. I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, this Ooh. was this was this was uh, this was Avant Garden. So this would have been the top. Well, that top. When she performed. It, the performance is when she wore the chicken. Oh yeah, 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 right, you're right. Is she did a little know. chicken thing. <laughs> yeah, so I that was that was camp was, night. Yeah, what's going Okay, let's keep going. I don't want to remove the. I don't go through that again. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that's a night I don't want to relive. Just, just bottom line is, I got a text message the next day with a picture of the garbage can that said, "At this, it was at this moment that Patty knew she had fucked up." <laughs> so, uh, but um, I thought it was very beautiful. I felt that she was. Um, the girl was in her past. They were doing mirror. Th- I mean, I really, really liked it. I, I don't know. I just don't want to say it. I, I just thought it was beautiful. It was a thought out process. I feel that Honey was trying to get rid of a, a, getting rid of a runway or getting rid of a look and she's moving on. And then when I saw her come out later on, it kind of summed that up for me. I like how she tied both of those two together. I, I agree. I do believe that it's a challenge bringing another challenger in that could be strategy against that other person or what have you, but I'll give it a balloon. I liked it. I, I really did. Uh, both of those two are my favorites anyway. So there you go. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, I think I have the same kind of sentiments that Miami has. Overall, overall, I liked it. I'm going to give this a bloom. Um, but I will say that I did I did watch this one. Um, it was very conceptual, and it to me this was another one of those. I feel like Honey was using this as more of like a therapeutic moment for her. I can't. I don't know that for sure. Um, I haven't, I didn't like ask her or talk to her about it, but I feel like she was reliving this moment that was so impactful for her. Um, and so, I mean, again, for that, I, I, I said earlier that, you know, vulnerability and telling a story is like something that I really appreciate. So I'm here for it, but I will agree with the idea that it's, there were times where I got lost in watching Zoe, which is fine. Um, but there were times where I got lost in watching Zoe that I forgot, oh yeah, this is a honey moment. But then again, as Miami said, like she knows how to perform. And so she always brought me right back to her. And I remembered that this is honey's moment. So she actually brought us right into that. She made us feel the way she was feeling. Yeah. I I really believe that. I really, I I also love the sound bites that she used of like Bella saying, like Bella saying, lip sync for your life kind of thing. Like, I really love those sound bites too. Yeah. Oh, now I get it. They were in a lip sync for your life. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Speaking of getting things, this next diva has been getting the assignment every single week and executing it flawlessly. Her name is Jalea Jolie Times, and she came out and did Sorry Not Sorry. I really did enjoy this number. I think Julia looked amazing. She looked so beautiful. I will say there were parts of the song where I feel like she fumbled on her words. She was struggling with the lyrics. And uh, I noticed that every time she knew she was about to miss a a lyric, she would flip her hair. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, she would she would flip her wig and get it right in her face and do this really sexy moment where she'd just like throw it and shake her ass, which I appreciate the 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 moves, but I do wish that if you're gonna pick a song and for the audience, the girls were given every lip sync song that's happened 
in the entire history of War of the Roses. So if she felt like she didn't know the the song Sorry Not Sorry, she could have picked a, a song that she knew all the words to. Um, so I did think that was a little bit of a choice. Uh, overall, I'm going to give it a bloom. But I will say... Um, this is all stars. You've got to know your words. Yeah. So I, I didn't see this one, but I, again, I heard the crowd living as they always do. And here's the thing. I loved her look as always. I am a Julia Stan. Unfortunately, it sucks as a competitor because I'm a Julia Stan, but as a fan, I I'm obsessed with her. Um, but she looked incredible. She always, she knows how to wear a garment she knows how to perform in it i know she slayed it um but if she was missing her lyrics like girl you bet you better get it together julia uh but i will i will bloom this just because i know it was fierce uh, first off let's just go ahead and say i do want to bloom it he was looking beautiful i mean she was just gorgeous to look at the only thing that became habitual and that bothered me was that hair bending over and flipping it back and forth. I thought, I know what she's doing. I figured it out, you know, cause I watched the whole thing, you know, and selling it, you know, and then a few splits down on the floor to cover it up or what have you. She's a great, great entertainer. And you just can't take your eyes off of her. She's very beautiful. That's all I could say. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if she was ugly, I wouldn't have noticed that she didn't know her words, but I was so captivated by her beauty, right. I couldn't look away, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right, and you're talking about hair flip, I thought, God, stop flipping that hair, girl. Well, speaking of flipping things, this next bitch came in and flipped the fucking script, bitch. <laughs> her name is Annalie Duche, and she came out and did Whip It by Devo. Now, before we get into the criticisms of the number, I want to know what was your thought process behind this number? How did you conceptualize this moment? And do you feel like you did it successfully? I have. Okay. So when this was a lip sync song for season two, I did not want to fall into the bottom at all, but I did really want to perform the song because I feel like I could have really camped it up. Um, because this song is a camp song. Like it's silly, it's dumb, it, it's it's such a silly number. Um, and so I knew that I either wanted to do this one or I wanted to do Kill the Lights by Alex Newell. I decided to go with this one because again, I really wanted to camp it up. And I like just I, I listened to it a couple of times and I like the concept came to me. I was like, I I'm going to go with exactly what it's saying. I'm going to whip some fucking whipped cream to whip it. Like, what else am I going to do? I'm going to really camp this up and really just kind of hit it, be, be on the nose with it. Um, so that was the number I was, I was making whipped cream. And I really liked what I did. I made a mix. I had a whole situation where you were in my kitchen, Annalise's kitchen. I'm making whipped cream. I had an intro. I had like a, like a, a commercial in the middle uh, for, for Ready Whip. And yeah, I think overall I executed. There were a few moments where I was like, oh no, what just happened? Because listen to this, y'all. I had a is this way, is this exclusive tea? This is exclusive tea. This is exclusive tea. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this. So I at some point in the number, I had I brought out uh, an inflatable guitar to play. And I threw it off stage and I accidentally hit some patrons with the guitar and it knocked over one of their drinks. And I literally felt like a cockroach, a stomped cockroach, I felt like. Um, 
and they were cussing outside. They were mad. They yeah, they rolled up. They they were they were definitely very upset. But I feel like I I went over to them immediately afterwards. I helped cleaned up the area. I apologized to them over and over. I cleaned them off. I you know whatever. It it seemed like it yeah. it didn't. It ended up blowing over, um, and honestly, like they're for them, like they have every right to feel upset and to hate me. I hope they cancel well, it wasn't me. Wasn't done intentionally, so there's a difference when you do something intentionally. It's harmful, dangerous, <laughs> gross, disgusting, and should never be promoted. <laughs> exactly. So that's what was going on in my head, and honestly, I did not feel confident at the end of it. And I think, I think it was because of of that moment. I just, it was in my mind for the rest of the number. Well, I, for one, don't think you should be not confident with this at all because this number was everything. My only note for the entire performance, my only negative, was at the very beginning you missed your cue at the at the very beginning. But once once it started and you hit it you were fine and the whole number was great. I didn't even notice the guitar moment. I didn't, from where I was sitting, I couldn't tell that it hit anyone, um, but that is hilarious. Honestly, people need to realize that if you sat at the front row of a drag, um, I almost said drag concert. It's, it's bitch, like you're at SeaWorld. It, it's SeaWorld, it's <laughs> bitch. There is a splash zone. There's a splash zone, bitch. So uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna give it a bloom. I thought it was great. Oh yeah, I didn't, I'm blooming myself. Whatever. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I actually thought it was a very thought out process, very creative. Um, I watched you from the beginning and I kind of got lost at first when you started whipping whip, but then you got so freaking entertaining. You're playing your instruments and you're being interactive. You brought the audience in with it. You even took one of my coworkers and had them whipping the whipped cream. It was great how you circled them in. I really love, in the theater world, knocking the fourth wall down. You have to knock that fourth wall down. You can't keep that wall up between you and the audience. Um, and I, you deserve your top two, so uh, it's a balloon for me. I think you did really well. Well, speaking of doing things, this next diva came out. Her name is Mary Jane Gagdalene, and she did Disturbia by Rihanna. Now, Disturbia was a lip sync that happened in season one, and uh, I think Mary came out and did it justice. I think she did a great job. She is very, very like, cranked up to 11 at all times in her performances. I think um, a note I could give Mary would be to build the number up a little bit more. She needs to come out, serve a moment, and then really go into the choreography, because that bitch can fucking move. I, I don't know if anyone has, like, if y'all have seen her live, like, not at war, but, like, just at a regular <laughs> drag show. She captivates the audience with the way she moves. She just has so many, like, unique movements. And I'm pretty sure it's because she stands Gaga, and Gaga's just weird with her dances. And, I mean, Mary does it basically just like Gaga does. I live for it. I think it's really cool. I think it's really conceptual. And, uh, yeah, it's a bloom for me. What did you think, Annalie? Yeah, I didn't see this one, but I did see the look and I was obsessed with, uh, I, I think Mary knows, how, she knows how to turn out a look as well. And so I, I was definitely here for that. Um, I know that she does, she does choreo, she dances. Um, and I imagine it was really great. So I'm gonna defer to your um, take on this Miami and I'm gonna give it a bloom. Gorgeous look, she always turns out the beautiful body. Always has great face, great makeup. Um, I thought it was really good. 
But when, uh, and she is a fantabulous dancer. You know, she used to be, when we first, very, very first opened, she was the first entertainer, drag entertainer we had as a show host on Friday evenings at the Atomic. And, um, but I've seen those dance moves before. It just about every fast number you're gonna do, it's the same concept, same dance moves. You know, if you've if you've gone around, if I've watched it before, you know, I started seeing the same thing. I thought, okay, well, I've seen that one before. Oh, oh I'm gonna get back on my phone here. And if people follow her, they know that she's gonna do that. The little twirly. I mean, it's it's. But you know what? I've been out of breath the first time I turned my body around. She has beautiful energy when she's dancing. And then again, you know, because I'm a repeated person, okay, then my opinion doesn't matter because there's people sitting in that audience who have never seen her perform, never seen her dance. And, um, I, you know, I think she was doing, I think she did it justice. I give her a bloom. I did, did I get bloom yeah. You did now. Um, speaking <laughs> of doing things, this next diva, came out and did Can't Turn You Loose. Her name is Tiffany Minx. And uh, what season was Can't Turn You Loose on? Was that season two? Was it two or three? Honestly, I don't remember. If you, if you give me like um, maybe a minute, I can I can go, I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah, so um, I'll explain the number while Annalie does this research. Um, so Tiffany came out and did Can't Turn You Loose. She had a bunch of different snacks scattered throughout her <laughs> on her body and uh, she was doing reveals pulling food out of her tits pulling food out of her wig at one point it was iconic my issue with the number was that it needed to be rehearsed I think that she really could have benefited from going over what she was going to do and uh, I definitely think that that showed um, in the scoring so overall I think it was a cute idea really actually a really good idea I mean this is a solid concept but I think it could have been executed a lot better. I'm gonna give it a soft bloom. Okay, so can't turn you loose. According to my um, research and my encyclopedia of knowledge comes from season three. Um, yes, and I, so I, I know what the concept was all about. Um, I wish, I can't wait to watch this one because of, I just wanna see what ended up happening. I know that she took she did a, a wig. She, I know there was a wig reveal into like a, a loaf of bread, and that honestly, it sends me. I'm here for it. Um, I do know that afterwards, Tiffany was not feeling very confident, and I think she even. I think she even said something like, uh, "I wish I would have rehearsed that" or something, something to that effect. Um, so I don't know. I I think I'm gonna again defer to whatever you're saying, Miami, and I'll give this a soft bloom. I got the create. Uh, I got the concept, the creativeness. She and her lip syncing was amazing. Uh, one thing that I did notice, and she did bring it to my attention later on as well, and we even spoke about it on Sunday, is don't eat food when you're performing and lip syncing. I know by experience, because I didn't tell her this, but when I was cow patty in a play, I was supposed to, I had Twinkies all in my clothes, and I was supposed to be eating Twinkies every time turn around then turn around and say dialogue with a Twinkie and I got choked on stage. And so if you're eating and moving around that quick, you're gonna, you know, good way of getting choked. But then again, she's eating a donut, gonna get dry mouth. That probably kind of threw her off a little bit. But I thought I, I was gonna lose my shit when she reached up on her, her 
dress on the inside and pulled out some beef jerky. <laughs> I about lost my shit when she did that. Um, I, overall, I give her a nice little balloon too. I think it was pretty. Speaking of blooms, this next diva came out. Her name is Zoe Adams. She did When I Grow Up by the Pussycat Dolls. And oh my God, I have never seen Zoe dance this hard. I feel like she put in the fucking work in this number. I was very impressed by her moves. I think she looked gorgeous. She looked sexy. And this was the energy I needed from week one from Zoe. I feel like she took the critique, she took the criticism and she amped it up to 11. And that was what I needed. And she knows how to like build up in her number. So she came out, she gave us a little moment and then she really went hard. At one point she was doing these consecutive jump kicks. It was fucking wild. It yeah. was wild. I'm like, did you take a fucking five hour energy before you walked out here? This is crazy. Um, so I'm gonna give it a bloom. I think it was great. Okay, um, so I saw parts of this on someone's Snapchat. So I, I didn't get to see this in person, but I definitely saw the videos. Um, yeah, she, I think she heard us say uh, to take it up to the next level. And she said, bitch, I'm going to take it beyond that. Um, and so first of all, she looked amazing. Um, and what a what a great song to to pick as well like this is such a good song for zoe and i know she fucking killed it i love the snapchat video that i saw of her dancing maybe it was instagram i don't remember i saw a video somewhere and it was truly truly incredible um by the way for those of you who don't know there are a few of us who are starting a a support group um for people who can't do what zoe adams does and so i would like to officially say hi i'm anna lee and i can't do what zoe adams does Thank you. <laughs> wow. Well, I also agree with that. I can also not do anything she does. Um, I can barely fucking walk in heels. Um, Patty, what did you think about Zoe's number? Uh, Zoe just killed it. I mean, I just love watching her perform. You know, dancing wise, she's, she has a very beautiful body. And, and, and I'm gonna tell you what I admire, that I really, really admire about Zoe. She doesn't have to go put any pads on. She doesn't put anything in her boobs. She doesn't do anything. She just does that all natural, beautiful, tall, lanky, giraffe-like body and tears the shit out. And when she does a little dance, that little leg goes up and like, good God have mercy. She's a great dancer. I mean, if I would write a book, if you want to see a giraffe dance, go watch Zoe. But, uh, and I say that with all kinds of love. Um, very, very blooming, blooming, blooming. I'm glad she was in the Wow, she's a blooming giraffe. Yes. Blooming, <laughs> blooming giraffe. giraffe, love. Look over there, it's a blooming fucking giraffe. Blooming fucking giraffe. Is that a Zoe over there? She had to spread her legs so she could reach down and drink water. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of spreading legs, this next diva came out and spread her ass all over the stage. Her name is Patty O Furniture, and she came out and did a special rendition of Me Too by Megan Trainer. Uh, Patty came out and did this like fart number. It was wild. It was crazy. The, the concept was really out there for me. I honestly I enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. Um, Patty, before we get into the, the critiques, what did you think about your number and what was your thought process behind this? Uh, my thought process was I wanted to ham it up in a different way. I was going to take and throw 
stupid bitch in there because that's what I was known for, stupid bitch. Anna Lee gave me a suggestion, you know, you should do a mix. I was thinking we only, we had to do the songs just straight through, straight forward. Didn't realize we could mix it up. And I thought, how can I mix this up? And I got into my head about it. And Bella says, as long as 85% of the music was up, I was gonna come out to Mama's Family song. And then I was gonna look like the typical blonde um, from the uh, story, Legally Blonde. Even, you know, I was gonna have on my pink outfit, have toilet paper on my shoe, have a tampon on my back. And you only wish you could be me. You know, and that song was written, I did the research on it and read about that music. It was just about someone who was, instead of being victimized, she said, you just wanna be me now. Cause look, you have my entourage behind me. I'm this person, I'm that person. Even though she was a little quirky and strange. She, even when she did the music video, she got mad because she saw that the videographers went and uh, resized her body and she made them pull it off of there and fix it because that is who I am. This is, you know, a this is me moment. I thought, well, I'm the gassiest damn person there is. I think I should fart during this darn thing. Where should the farts be? And then a friend, yes, and then a friend of mine said, I think you should put Nutella and poop in your pants. And guess what? I got to thinking about it that evening. That's what what Miami Rose did during our season. And she's shitting through, <laughs> through turds in the audience. It was I did do that. I did, it was I did hilarious, but you said on a bucket. But I did practice everything I wanted to do. Like I said a while ago, I was thrown off at the beginning of not having that piece of clothing. I needed when you practice things out and something and there's change, it's hard to adjust and accept change. And I I was really panicking that evening. But I was also in my head about do these judges really like me? Why are my scores really low? I had a talk with one of the judges beforehand that said, get out of your head, get out there and have fun. And that's all I did. I just went out there and had fun. And I was not pleased with my performance. Um for the simple fact that I do know that I missed my cues and I was angry at myself. I started getting angry at myself when I was out there. Would uh, you say that this is a doom or a bloom for you? I want to say it was a doom for me personally. Yeah. Well, being critical of yourself is important and being able to see yeah. what you could change and do better is a super good skill to have in drag. I mean, people who yeah. think they're perfect at every moment are just delusional so um yeah I, for me, life on life's terms and move forward that's what you gotta do you have to move forward exactly for me this number i actually did enjoy the the concept of it i think that it was really smart to add your style of drag into it i mean mm -hmm. the whole point of doing war of the roses is to showcase your drag mm -hmm. um I do think it could have been cleaned up. I mean, and that's not just your number. Uh, there was quite a few numbers that could have been, you know, a lot cleaner. I, there was a couple moments where you missed the cues of the farts. Yeah. And you yeah. had said earlier that you were very overwhelmed. It, War of the Roses is so overwhelming. It is an overwhelming, super crowded event. And it's a lot to take in at once. And you have one shot to impress a panel. So I fully get that. I, I see you. I, I think that you're very valid in your feelings. I am going to say, Patty, I think that you could definitely have done better than this. And I know you. I know what you're capable of. Capable of right. And I feel like 
I feel like what I expect from you, there is a certain level. So see, it's hard because I do, en I did enjoy the idea and the concept of the number, but I also get where, what you're saying and how even right. you said you feel like you could have done better. I'm gonna yeah. give it a soft doom, <laughs> and I, I only because I want to hear the fart sound effect again. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes along with what we're talking about, <laughs> right? Oh shit, you know. Anneli, what did you think of this number? Without having y'all's context, I would have bloomed this because I love the concept of uh, of hamming up this song, and because you know the song is about kind of accepting the flaws that you have, and like. It's, it's actually not even that it's like there are no flaws that i have like i'm fucking perfect the way that i am and you're gonna live for it and i don't really give a shit if you don't and i think based off of what i heard and based off the video i saw that's exactly what patty did and so for that I, i'm gonna bloom it thank you well that does conclude the performance challenge moment that we that we witnessed um <laughs> five hours later Right, before we go to break, who, in your opinion, had the best performance challenge? Who was the best, in your opinion? I, I want to say, in my opinion, the best performance, well, I mean, we do have the two, top two, but I, I do choose Annalise because Annalise, I mean, you really, in it, you could tell it was a thought out process. You brought us in. I didn't feel like I was at a drag show. And, and that's what I, that's what I liked. So to me, uh, I liked yours. I love it. I Thank you. I'm I, based off of everything that I'm hearing. Um, I'm also going to select mine. And I will say the thing is, is for me is I like extra touches. And like, I had a background that said Annalise Kitchen. I had my apron that said Annalise Kitchen with like iron on, ironed on letters. And I, I just, I always appreciate little details like that. And not only did I have the details, but I think I executed it well. So I'm gonna pick myself, y'all. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you. I think Annalise had a really solid number. I'm also gonna say special shout out to Zoe because I feel like Zoe's number, while it was simple, there really wasn't anything out of the norm that you would expect for Zoe. I think it was elevated to such a level of perfection. I mean, she was so precise in her moves and it was so thought out, like what oh, she was wow. gonna do next. Yeah. I'm gonna say Zoe was probably my favorite performance um, just cause I don't wanna give Annalie the satisfaction. Um, we, <laughs> we are gonna go to break. And when we come back, we're gonna be talking about the runways and uh, yeah, so get ready to get into it, motherfuckers. Bye. All right, y'all. Welcome back from the break. What did y'all do over the break, Patty and Miami? Uh, well, I just sat here and petted my pussy. <laughs> he's crawling all over me. He weighs a Tom, actually. And um, and my bitch is over here eating her food. Could you hear her chewing on it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, shit. Speaking of bitches chewing on shit, why don't we chew on these runways? Um, and uh, so I will. I will take over from here. Thank you, Miami. You did amazing. Do we, the last... do we want me to pull up the uh, the pictures from the runway? If, we got, if we've got pictures, yes, pull them up. Uh, the first person to hit the War of the Roses All-Star runway is Miss Luna Luella, who was redeeming her Zodiac Taurus look. Um, she came out with this neon green hair, these horns, and a galaxy type of garment. 
Um, she also like painted her neck and she was very, she was giving us a very, very uh, lost in the cosmos type of moment. I'm gonna give this a bloom. I think it looks great. Um, I think it's definitely elevated from her first Taurus look. Though I really, really like the mask from the first Taurus look. So I wish I wish she could have incorporated that somehow again. But overall, I, I love this. I think it's a bloom. Yeah. How do y'all feel? For me, I'm going to give it a soft bloom. I do enjoy it. I think it's cute. I like that she had the little reveal moment at the beginning of the look. And I think definitely it's elevated from what she wore the first time around. So it's a soft bloom for me. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, soft bloom for me too. Seriously. Sure. All right. Next up to the stage, we had La Mixie. La Mixie was redeeming her body runway from episode two. Now, La Mixie was, is a season two sister of mine. Um, I remember in her original, she did this whole concept where she was like, um, she had just had like body surgery all over herself. And so she was redeeming that runway. This time she definitely has a lot of body on. And overall, I'm gonna give this a bloom. However, I wish that there wouldn't have been so much of a garment on. Cause to me, the idea of body is to like showcase your body. Yeah. Um, and she kind of had her body covered, but her body still looks good and it's rocking. But so I'm going to give it a bloom. Yeah, for me, I'm going to give this a bloom as well. I think it was really cute. I loved the little cover up moment. I do agree. I wish that she would have like thrown the cover up off because I think she left it on her the entire time. Yeah, she definitely left it on her the entire runway. Um, I did enjoy that she was really padded down. Like this was really cute for me. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I do wish she would have changed her hair. I, she wore the same hair all night. I wish I would, we would have seen a different moment on her head, but overall, I think it's, um, it's a bloom for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it a bloom. Work. Patty said, y'all are taking too long. I'm going to eat dinner. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, it I had a little snack. Um, I don't see the concept of body. That's fair. Work. Zoe. Never mind. We'll get there. I just see the concept of body there. Doom or bloom? Doom. <laughs> Work. <laughs> wow. She All right. Right. She embodied the doom. All right. Next up to the stage, we had Miss Honey Blunt, who was redeeming her avant garden look. She took the look that she had from season two and she elevated it. She made it a lot sparklier. I think the fabric was a lot, uh, was definitely a, a much more like appealing to the eye. And here's the thing for me Honey always brings a an excellent, excellent look. She knows how to. Uh, wear the clothes and she knows how to perform the fuck out of a runway and honestly she looks 100% amazing this is an extreme redemption this is a bloom you better work honey yeah this is a bloom for me I really enjoy this look my only criticism of it I wouldn't have worn the lime green wig I would have lost that um, but overall, the 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 look itself is super cute. I I love this elevated moment. I think it's very smart, and we live. The hair got to go, but everything else elevated. I've seen this costume before. I do love how she brought that costume back and changed the whole idea. She, it's elevated, way more elevated than what it was, and and I think she did a fantabulous job. So. I give it a boom. 
Yes, Bloom, honey. B- honey, Bloom. Next up to the stage. Okay, y'all, I'm going to be real here in a few ways. So next up to the stage, we have Miss Julia Dolly Times, who was on our first review of the of episode one of War of the Roses All-Stars. Shout out to Julia. She was fucking amazing. I loved her. Um, and she was redoing her avant-garde look. And let me tell you, when she said this in the chat, I had so much fear strike into my heart because to me, her her avant-garde look has been the strongest look to come across War of the Roses. And so I was very, very scared to see how she was gonna make this moment better. And I also was a little shocked because the idea to me of redeeming is like, take something that was not good and make it better. So I was just scared overall. Um, she ended up doing kind of wearing the same thing but she added a lot more to it she embellished it a lot more honestly to me like if it ain't broke it doesn't need to be fixed and i feel like she went with that and she brought out this amazing garment uh you know embellished it a little more and so overall i'm gonna give it a bloom but i am a little shocked that it was kind of the same thing but it's a bloom she looks fucking amazing and i could never i'm actually gonna say a controversial statement i liked it the first time more than now. I think that adding all this stuff to it overcomplicated the look and I prefer the original. Um, I still think this is a bloom. I just liked it the first time. I, I mean, it literally scored tens across the board the first time. And so to wear a garment that was considered perfect, that, I mean, that does take balls. Uh, I definitely agree. I think she missed the assignment. I think it was a little off. It's a bloom for me. <laughs> I cannot let this doom stand, but you know what? It's your doom, and so you better work, Patty. Well, by watching her wear it, she's not going with the flow of what the costume is doing itself. If I'm going to wear a garment like that, honey, I'm going to practice every kind of move I can to make myself feel like, you know, that aspect of it. I will agree with, because I have, I did see it before. As a matter of fact, it's in that picture right there. Um, but no, it didn't do anything for me. She's a great person. She's beautiful, but uh, that that outfit didn't do anything for me. I don't, I don't, I, I think it went backwards instead of forward. Speaking of going backwards and going forwards, we are going to go on to <laughs> Miss Annalie Duchet, who went back in time. She redid her Reverend Green look from the Get a Clue runway. Now, the first time around, Annalie had like this green corset that was rhinestoned and she had like a long black skirt. It was definitely not like a bad look, but it didn't really serve Reverend Green. It definitely served green, but Reverend Green not. This time around, Annalie came out in like a very kind of churchy Sunday woman at church moment. Um, I think she looks 100% incredible. I'm shocked that she didn't get tens across the board. Uh, but no, Annalie looks amazing. I'm going to give this a 100% bloom. Um, and this is fierce. Thank you. This is a bloom for me. I have no objections to it. I think it's amazing. You look great. Um, there's really nothing wrong with it. And I love that the reveal of the knife in the book, that is so smart. And it ties back to Reverend Green. I mean, that literally is like clever as fuck. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I live for it. It's amazing. It's a bloom. Wait, will you press play? I kind of want to watch me walk in this. I haven't, yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen looks. I haven't seen videos of this. <laughs> oh my God. I better work. Look at my body. Yeah, you look great. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Okay, great. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a definite bloom for me. I thought the hair was very beautiful. 
Um, you wore the outfit really well, really, very nice, tight. And you're walking with the flow of the dress and then those heels, I couldn't do that. Shout out to Mary. Um, she told me about this place in Memphis called, I think it's Shoe 22. Um, I found these cute little white pumps there. They have a lot of really good shoes and I would say at affordable prices. So go check them out. Thank you. So, uh, so, uh, sponsor us. Um, speaking of Mary Gagdalene, that is who is next up to the stage. She was redoing also her Avant Garden. This is Knights of a Thousand Gardens. And Mary, um, this time created a garment that is made out of live flowers. This greenery is live. It's real roses. Um, I mean, just for that simple fact alone of using live flowers, like this is a bloom. I think she looks incredible. I love the shape that it's giving her. Um, my one one thing here is uh, it's the hair. I wish it were just a little bit bigger, a little bit wilder, but I cannot be mad at this at all. She looks 100% amazing. It's a bloom. Yeah, for me, this is a bloom. I would 100% agree about the wig. I did not like the wig. I wish it would have been um, either like a rose moment. Like she could have made like a headpiece out of live roses. That'd been so cool. Mm. Or maybe even like... Um, um, like a lace front it was like slicked back and like kind of wavy that would have been a moment it's a bloom though i mean I, it this is such a clever look and it ties into where the roses i mean she's literally wearing living roses on her body so good for you mary you are killing it love it bloom well i love it i think it's a great concept great idea um in the future maybe we could think about how we can keep them in the refrigerator, keep them somewhere so they've been more fresh when you're putting it on, when you're doing that costume, because it's probably going to be lost, you know. There has to be a way to get it fresh, but then again, it's more of a realistic look. Um, the only thing I don't like about it is the wig, but then again, you look at that wig, and it looks like the top of the rose there, so face is on point. I, I do like it. Um, um, maybe there should be a little bit more baby breath in there or something, because usually when you see flowers, baby's baby breath in there kind of accent that would hide some of the dead leaves or whatever because the rose is still going to be a rose when it starts drying out anyways what i see when i see a bouquet of roses you always want to see that baby's breath flower laying in there with it you know but uh, it's a blame for me yeah also shout out to mary for this because i know for a fact bouquet, bouquet of roses are <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact bouquet of roses are not cheap. So, you know, shout out to Mary for, for really going this route. Uh, I, I, I still think she looks incredible. Money for three weeks to buy them. Uh, right. Well, she's also um, a florist. So this book right. is, there's layers to this. There's layers. Um, there is layers. Speaking Ogres of la have layers. Yeah. And um, I audience. was going to... I was gonna get there, bitch. And speaking of onions with layers, let's get to Tiffany Minks, um, my favorite little blooming onion. Um, she, I don't remember what the name of this was. Is it Welcome to the Jungle or Wild? Welcome to the Jungle. Okay, great. Yeah. So Tiffany was redoing her look from season one of Welcome to the Jungle. I don't know what the first look was. I don't have um, uh, a documentation. Miami, if you could bring up Tiffany's look, please. Um, but Tiffany came out in this kind of uh, reptile snake print moment. 
I first of all, her jewelry was so amazing. Her jewelry was like gold snakes everywhere, and her wig looks beautiful. I think this is a bloom. She looks incredible. I love the patterns that she has here of all the snake print kind of stuff. I think this is great. It's a bloom for me. Yeah, she wears it really well, and I think she walked very sleek like with it as well. You know, she was she was literally taking us into that jungle and gracefulness. See, even watch how she pulled that off of there. See how she turned around, even even though you moved that quickly. Look at her. See how she's doing that body. Uh, if y'all could see this, and then also his tits. You go back to Adam and Eve. Bam. But I still think she did. Uh, she wore it really well. I think she did a great job. See how she's doing her arms and stuff. I mean, she just. I like it. It's a blend. Major blend. This look is amazing. Tiffany looks so good. I really enjoyed the reveal moment. At first I was worried because it was just like, it gave very much mall. And then she turned around and revealed into this like stripper from the Amazon. I yeah. lived for this. My criticism would be the, the snake that she's holding in her hand. It's so small. It looks like a dog turd. I have some exclusive tea about this snake. Can I spill? Go ahead. Actually, I don't I don't know if it's my news to share, uh, but Tiffany had another concept with the snake. And let's just say that Jeff Bezos is homophobic and wouldn't get the snake to her in time. Yeah, Jeff Bezos is a snake. Um, this is a bloom for me. I like it. Good for her. Yeah, good for Tiffany. And her boobs, her boobs are out of this world. I love, I love oh. it. Her nipples are all over All Stars these days. Um, speaking of nipples on All Stars, let's get into the next person who gave us a body. They were redeeming their body runway. We have Miss Zoe Adams. Y'all, this is going to be my top bloom of the week. I already know it. Zoe said, y'all, yeah. I'm going to just put some bows on my boobicles and my booty and you're gonna fucking eat it up. And I did. Zoe looks incredible. And this, these braids that she have with the chains, this is an incredible look. Zoe is amazing. This is a bloom. It's my top bloom of the week. It's a lot of courage to do that right there. It was really great. Just know that uh, when you're sitting upstairs and it comes time to take those things off, that you can see things behind somebody you wish you didn't see. But, <laughs> She does have a beautiful body. You know, what I love about this aspect is she's showing body, she's showing her, her body. Um, I like it. I, I think it's beautiful. Great job, baby girl. And we know why you're wearing those long boots. That way when you get down your knees, it doesn't hurt them. So it looks real good. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never wanted to be a giraffe more in my life. Yes, I, I, agree. I agree. Wow. It's a bloom, baby. Yeah, I agree. In fact, I'm going to give this one the super bloom of the week. This is yes. amazing. She can be the uh, bloom idiot. That is great. She's the blooming onion. We love it. Um, <laughs> the blooming child. The, oh, yeah, go ahead. She's the baby's breath. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I speaking. love this. Wait, did, did you go, Miami? I'm sorry. I went. Um, okay, I will say. I will say. Zoe told me exclusive tea moment. She told me that she made this hair herself, and I just find that really impressive when girls like make their own costumes, yeah. like they construct the look that they wear, yeah. and yeah. to get tins, like to get 
tens from this and to get, you know, on a look that you constructed yourself, that's yeah. very impressive. So I have to give her the props. Zoe is amazing. She's an icon within the Memphis community. And this obviously shows why. So good for you, right. bitch. And, you know, I wore a bow week one and Zoe said, bitch, you think you know how to wear a bow? Mm, let me show you. So <laughs> bow. Uh, speaking of bows, we are going to round out this amazing gift of a runway that we have here with Miss Patio Furniture, who also was serving us Avant Garden. And... um. I don't know what you did your first time around. Again, I don't have any documentation of that. I wore a gold flapper dress with flowers on it. Oh, work. So she wore a gold flapper dress with flowers on it. And this uh, time- a flapper dress. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't avant-garde, so. Yeah, this time around, you definitely went avant-garde. This was a very experimental look. You had balls everywhere. You had the, the giantest boobs I've ever seen in my life. You had uh, bingo balls everywhere. <laughs> yeah, this, this, I mean, avant-garde is all about being experimental, out of the box. It's not always about um, like, whatever. It, it's about being experimental and you definitely hit the nail with the avant-garde moment. However, the, to me, the, the task was avant-garde and it didn't really read like floral flower to me. It did very much though read avant-garde. And so to me, you hit the nail on the head with that. I love the, like, we can tell how much work you put into this. You made this headpiece, you put the, the bingo balls everywhere. It's very, very, very much patio furniture. And for that, I'm gonna give it a bloom. But I think for meeting the challenge of avant-garden, I'm gonna give it a dip. But overall, as a look itself, I'm giving it a bloom. Yeah, and um, I, when this was over with, I actually tore all it off and threw it in the garbage. Um, I, I guess because you guys know, was having a moment. I actually thought the, the outfit was kind of cute because it says avant-garde, period. And that's what I did, avant-garde, bottom line. And uh, if it's garden, if it has one flower on it, is it in the garden? It has a bed of roses on my, I was late. It was, the concept was a girl laying down on a bed of roses and her boobs are showing and the pink things on the side were her hips, you know? And uh, of course I tied bingo into it because, well, I'm the queen rose of playing bingo. I'm the bingo person at Atomic and I wanted to tie those two together. I thought, what in the hell? I'm running out of roses, what can I do? Oh, let's just put the bingo balls down on my legs. Kind of cover this up a little bit, you know. Um, but when I really, when I had to ask Bella, was this garden? Does that mean I had to put flowers in it? And the, so the, la the flowers were the last minute because I was really just gonna go avant-garde all the way. But uh, at least, you know, I did get a 41 out of 50 on my, on it, so. I feel that I, I I hit the point because I missed the mark first season in my season, and this time I was on the mark. It might not been completely in the ballpark, but I was somewhere near the ballpark. It's a blue for my ass. Wow. Um, for me, I think that I honestly, I really liked the idea of this look. I think it was really fun to do like a bingo moment and to throw it to your balls, because we know you like to fondle balls on Sunday. Yeah. Um, 
I think that had you said this look was for like uh this is who I am because you know yeah. every season the first episode we do like an introduce yourself kind of moment and yeah. I think had you if you would have said I'm redeeming that I think it would have sold a lot better to the panel um but saying that it was avant-garde it it really didn't hit the avant-garde aspects but I do think it was avant-garde it, it was high concepts um Overall, I'm gonna agree with what Annalise said. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna bloom the idea of it. I'm gonna bloom the the concept, yeah. but I'm gonna doom it solely based on it not being avant garden. Yeah, it I, was. I, I it wasn't that. So I yeah, I agree with you. Was that everyone? That was everyone. Um, should we? Okay, we have one more little section where we're just gonna just quickly talk about what ended up happening. This part should really not take that long. Should we take a we break? Okay, yeah, wait, yeah, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, who had the best runway for y'all? Oh, the best runway, Zoe. Zoe had the best runway. Uh, she's a top oh, bloom. Yeah. Super bloom. Runway, Zoe's runway was, uh, I just, it was beautiful. It was definitely her night. Um, yeah, it was. It definitely well, was. Well, it I, wasn't. <laughs> until it wasn't. Um, well, we'll get into that. Okay, so we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about how the night ended. Yeah. So be right back. BRB. I know this club where everybody goes because they always turn the sickest drag shows. And just so everybody knows, the best place to party is Atomic Rose. Atomic Rose is the place to be every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On Friday, Bella DeBall kicks off the weekend in the Rose Garden at 10 p.m. The dance floor opens at 12 a.m. Then on Saturday, comes the a drag show extravaganza that includes three rounds of entertainment in Dubal Room at 10 p.m. The dance floor opens at 12 a.m. And round out your weekend on Sunday. It's a rainbow brunch show with Bella DeBall at 12.30. Enjoy a full brunch menu by an award-winning chef starting at 11 a.m. Then join Patio Furniture as she takes over at 2 p.m. for Bingo with Patio. Not to mention, Atomic Rose has a great selection of drinks, delicious food, captivating performances, a live twerk contest with prizes, as well as so much more. Make sure you're following them on Facebook and Instagram at Atomic Rose Memphis for all of the latest updates. Atomic Rose is fun for everyone. And at the end of every show, you'll leave with just one question. Are you not entertained? All right, guys. Welcome back from the break. Annalie, what'd you do on break? So during this break, I decided that I was going to re-download Grindr and I was going to find a hookup, but then I realized that I don't hate myself anymore. And so I'm back here. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, mm, that's sad. Uh, <sighs> so you could still find me there. I'm lying. Right. I was going to say, bitch, you're a whore. Um, speaking of whores, we are going to go ahead and jump into these whores placements. Um, so what had happened was the girls were called back and last week no one went home so this week there was a lot of tension because someone was going to get the chop how did uh who who was who were the safe girls who was safe yeah so safe girls included lamixie honey jalea mary and tiffany they were the safe girls and that leaves uh, Annalie, Zoe, Patty, and Luna for tops and bottoms. 
Yeah. Uh, Miami, as the judge, were you shocked to hear this or did you think that this is kind of how the night definitely played out? Uh, yeah. Overall, I think that you and Zoe both had the best two like overall performances of the night. So I definitely agree with that. I think for the bottom, it was really a toss up between the bottom three. Um, and I, I, it, it honestly it was very close. So I was a little nervous. I didn't know who really was going to be where. And when it was called that um, Patty and Luna were in the bottom two, I was like, oh shit, this is getting real. This is the moment where someone is about to go home. Um, so the lip sync then happens. So for all stars, for anyone that doesn't know, they, uh, the top two lip sync, and then the winner of the lip sync picks who they get to save. So the lip sync happened. What was the lip sync song this week? So this was I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. A classic, if you will. How did you, because you did lip sync this week for the win. So how did you feel on Ali going to this lip sync? And, uh, and what was the vibe like knowing that you had to pick someone to go home? <sighs> so um, I definitely was ready for the runway. I know these lyrics. And because I didn't change i was still very much in my reverend green kind of mindset i had my knife still and so i i had fun playing with that there's also a look zoe gave me a moment uh there is a moment in the song where she says like uh i'm not gonna lay down and and cry or whatever and at that moment zoe was laying Wait. down on the Zoe was laying down on the floor and so i don't know if y'all saw i don't know if this moment read but like i was like bitch she's laying down on the ground and i'm not kind of thing um but anyways uh it, it was definitely fun now it was definitely very tense because you know i know it's frame that we get to save somebody but our saving means that someone goes home so we are also in effect sending someone home and it, it really does bring a whole different type of element because while i'm very excited and wanted to do well in the lip sync i was also very nervous and like shit if i win I have to make this really big decision. And so honestly, I was I was excited and also like fucking terrified for what potentially was going to come. Also, we didn't talk about this. Fucking Silky Nutmeg Ganache was in the audience. Yeah. How did, how did y'all feel about this? Did y'all talk to her? Well, she tipped me really well. And she she says, um, she told me that she liked my look and she thought I was doing really, she, she enjoyed it. She enjoyed what she saw of me and she thought I was funny work yeah if she was to lip sync for her life she was ready to do so um <laughs> i thought that was fierce i thought it was fun to see to see a celebrity amongst the uh the people so that was really yeah. fun it was fierce. um i want to know when the lip sync ended on did you expect to win or did you think that zoe had you so some little war of the roses history i have in War of the Roses, I have never lip sync against anybody. This was my first time doing a lip sync against someone in War of the Roses. And, you know, for me in this moment, I really was not watching what Zoe was doing. I know that she looked amazing and I know that she was turning it. Um, so to me, it really could have gone either way. I, I could see myself winning and I could see Zoe definitely like eating it up. But, um, you know, I, I ended up for whatever reason outshining zoe a little bit more and so i ended up taking the win which i again it was very bittersweet 
it was great because I won, but it sucked knowing what was to come next. Yeah. So uh, first of all, I want to congratulate you on winning the lip sync. I know this was a really big moment for you. I know that yeah. you waited yeah. to have this moment for a hot minute being yes. the whole season and then a hot break waiting for all stars. So damn it, I'm very proud of you as my friend. I just have to let you know, bitch, I'm so fucking proud of you. You did such a good job. Yeah. Um, and then the moment of truth happened the moment where you had to tell everyone who you were saving um in your head what was going on as as bella hands you to the mic honestly i was thinking oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck what am i gonna do what's gonna happen who, who do i choose what's the right choice what's the wrong choice like i was going through i was thinking like what are people gonna think of me what are the what are the you know what is the rest of uh, of the cast gonna be thinking of me are they going to hate me? Uh, whoever I end up choosing, are they going to hate? Like just all of that was going through my mind. Um, and then also I was thinking like, uh, I hope Bella thinks that the decision is right. You know, I was just thinking of all of those, those types of things. Um, ultimately when I had to make the choice, I think for me, I was really here for the vulnerability that Luna was showcasing both in the first episode and the second episode. Um, there's something about like being vulnerable and expressing who you are that again, I just, I just really, it just, it touches me. And that truly was like the only thing that I kept thinking about. And so ultimately I made the decision to keep Luna in. Um, Cause I'm curious to see what else that she has in store. And uh, I don't know. It, it was such a hard decision, though. I really didn't know what to make. And again, that was the only thing that was on my mind. And that's what ended up making me make the decision. Yeah. So Luna ended up getting to stay. And that meant Patty had to sashay away. Now, Patty, in your head, what <laughs> were you thinking during this moment? Well, I just knew when I was upstairs, uh, body languages tell me a lot. And I watched people I already knew that a decision had been made. And um, you could just kind of tell that. And some people sometimes give themselves away, you know, cause I've been teaching for a very long time, took a lot of psychology classes. And there's a lot of things that some people do when they, you know, uh, what, what sold it to me was when Annalie turned to me at the top of the stairs to say, well, Patty, is there really anything, you know, you had asked me if there was something I really had wanted to say or something like that. But it was how your breath was going on. I said, yeah, there's not I can say at this point is going to convince anybody of anything. That's just how I felt at that moment. You know, yeah, whether I, those feelings are true or not. I'm just telling you how I felt at that moment. Um, right, right, right. And, uh, you know, then watching uh, Luna whisper to Zoe. And then while, you know, Zoe's there talking and you see your Zoom, uh, her reach up with her hand and start tapping Zoe's hand and all that stuff. And then, you know, I heard through the long run that Zoe if had wanted, Zoe was going to choose me. And um, of course, you know, you, you always hear those after the fact. You don't know if those things are true or not. Right. You know? And, um, but then, but my question for you is, how did you feel when you saw the audience's response? Actually, I love that question. Um, also, real quick, I truly, truly had not made a decision Right. Up, upstairs. I, re I really hadn't. Um, um, honestly, uh, that doesn't matter at this point, but I really yeah, had not made, right. I, I really hadn't made a decision at, at that point. I really had no idea what I was going to do. Um, as soon as I made that, as soon as I said what I said, I literally like blacked out. I don't 
really remember. All of a sudden I was back upstairs um, because I just felt the weight of the decision. Yeah. But I do know for a fact. Oh, I do know that when I was walking up the stairs, all I was hearing was Patty, Patty, Patty. And so like hearing the crowd love on you as much as they did. I was like, fuck, maybe I didn't make the right decision. Um, but uh, I, they definitely loved you. You are such a crowd pleaser. And I mean. You no, know, in all honesty, I know it's a game. You know, it could be a strategy. My mindset, she's probably thinking, you know, you're a little bit of a camp. She's playing this as a game because I could see that my score's a little bit lower. It's time that I amp things up a little bit. Maybe I'm just hiding under the radar a little bit. And maybe Patty's going to come back and bite me in the ass later on. You know, that strategy, you know, those are the thousand things that run through my mind. But my mind, I was at ease when I was up there. I, I was just at, at ease. I felt comfortable. You know, I, I just knew, you, you know, you know, and I'm just going to be honest, with you, you know, when I went back and watched my videos, I see why I was in the bottom. I see why my scores was there. You know, and and I feel that, you know, it was OK to go on home because, you know what, I'm still an all star. Um, I, I wasn't broken hearted, but I do know that there was a lot of audience members who were come to me. They could not understand why. Again, it's the opinions of the judges, you know, that that matter. I really would have loved to have seen the individual scores from the judges themselves. Mm-hmm. I really would like to know why they would give me that score. Was I mad? No. Could I go to sleep when I got home? No. First time in my life to ever be acknowledged like that. Is it okay that I say that? I mean, that was, for me, the most beautiful moment in a performing career. No matter if I was on stage or whatever, but as an individual to show that me spreading the peace, love, and kindness, and joy that I try my best to do on Sundays had come back to me fall. Did I really lose that evening? I didn't really lose anything at all. I just got assurance that my community loves Patty. I definitely agree. I think that the community does love you, Patty. We all love you. You are such an incredible entertainer. And what you do well and what you do successfully, it shows, you know, when you mm-hmm. when you go and you do your bingo shows and you you host these amazing events, it people love you and and I think that's great that you got to uh you got to show your what you do at War of the Roses and you know it's not the end for Patty we're still gonna see exactly what Patty does every single Sunday if you want to check out Patty make sure you come to the bingos they happen every single Sunday after the show on brunch on Sunday at Atomic Rose starts at 12 30 and then bingos around two right starts at two and yeah. I don't think there was no hard feelings at all you know you messaged me and they there is no hard feelings. You know what I did say, though? I gained a sister, which is true. I mean. Yeah, truly. You, know, you gained a sister. We, we, that's, it's, it's okay. We're not, you know, I'm not bitter. Why well, do that? You learn and just keep moving forward. Hey, this is fun, babies. I'm still here, honey. Right. And I gave you so much content for your Sunday shows now. You could just talk shit about me. <laughs> you did. <yeah. laughs> wow. Or you could be accused of. Well, guys, this is the end of the pod. <laughs> this is the end of the pod. <laughs>
this is the first pilot episode. I had so much fucking fun today. This was yes. wild. Patty, thank you so much for coming and doing this. Yeah, what can we pleasure. expect from Patty? Where can we find you? What's your social medias? Where? What do people need to know? Well, you can go find Patty. You can go to uh, Facebook. You can um, look up Patty Old Furniture 71. Yes, it's uh, at Patty, P-A-T-T-I-E-O furniture 71 from my facebook on the instagram you look up patio p-a-t-t-i-e-o underscore furniture to find me there and uh follow along see what's going on i'm I'm also on tiktok and i'm working on that so um but every sunday i'm in the atomic rose i'm there my show comes on at two o'clock and uh, every once in a while, Bella features me. Well, I wouldn't say feature me, but has me in the show. We have fun with that. Um, if you're in town, um, I've been doing the Moxie about once or twice a month. I'll be at the Moxie doing bingo this coming Friday, the 11th. Uh, come on down and win some sweets and stuff like that and see a little bit of Patty and have fun. And I always know that I have peace, love, and happiness to everyone. And love and respect to all of my sisters where I boomed or doomed or whatever. I still think you're all great performers. And I'm glad that we were all all stars together because we're all on the same level. Period. Well, speaking of periods, we are coming to the end of this period. So I think I have another class after this. Oh my God, we got to go. Okay. Is there anything you want to say before, before we skedaddle? Actually, yes. Did you know that you can help keep the pod running by becoming a monthly supporter? All you have to do is find our podcast on Anchor and click the support button. You can choose to give us a monthly donation of 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99. You know, after all, this is a drag show and we do love our tips. Any and all donations are very much appreciated and it'll help us stay pretty. Not only will you be helping us to provide better content, but you can also get a shout out on the podcast. Speaking of shout outs, we would like to give a very special thanks to Janice. Thank you for keeping us pretty. Thank you, Janice. If you're feeling extra pretty, make sure to check out our merch. Link is in the bio of this episode. And if you're feeling pretty on a budget, you can also rate the pod on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for free. Remember, if you have questions you'd like us to answer, advice you'd like us to give, or complaints you'd like us to read for filth, send them to the email at the end of the pod. We love you guys so much. Don't be homophobic and have a great day. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you for listening to Are We Pretty with Annalie and Miami. If you would like to send in Q&A questions or to contact us, send us an email at areweprettypodcasts at gmail.com. You can follow Miami on Instagram at Miami, And you can follow Annalie on Instagram at Dreams. Our music from this podcast is produced by Evans Beats. Thank you for listening and we will see you soon. Stay pretty. Stay pretty.